The following talk was recorded at Label the Planet 2021 Empowering Users, the annual conference on current issues in ethics, social justice and technology from the Free Software Foundation. Label the Planet is a live conference and speakers often use slides and other visual tools to assist their presentation. You can see the videos of these talks at media.libreplanet.org or on the FSF Peertube channel. Label Planet speakers do not represent the mission of the Free Software Foundation. We host speakers talking about their use of free software in different kinds of political and commercial work. The FSF supports their freedom, but does not take positions on any political issues other than those necessary to uphold the principles of free software. Like all the FSF's work on behalf of the grievance of all computer users, Nemo Planet is made possible by thousands of individuals. To keep our work going, please consider becoming an associate member via my.fsf.org join or making a donation at my.fsf.org donate. You can stay informed by subscribing to our newsletter, The Free Software Supporter, at fsf.org fss and for more information on LibrePlanet, you can visit libreplanet.org conference. So, okay. This talk is titled Lessons from a Soft Has Learned and will be presented by Puyu Noinote, a co-director of the French non-profit free software organization called Framasoft. And Framasoft has been promoting free software for over 15 years. And you may already be familiar with the project PeerTube, which is a free and federated alternative to YouTube. Um, the Free Software Foundation is currently putting their videos there, and they encourage you to use PeerTube too. There's way more to Framasoft though, uh, including chat-ons, Mobilizon, and their de-googlify the internet campaign. Yes. In this talk, Puyu will share Framasoft's experience in building these initiatives so you can get involved and perhaps start some much needed free internet initiatives of your own. So, um, Puyu, over to you. Thank you very much. Uh, so, uh, hi everyone. So I'm Puyu, uh, my pronouns are he, him. Uh, and I always start when I talk to the Freelibre software community by saying that I'm not a developer. Uh, actually, if you ask me to sudo apt get install something, I just want to crawl into a little hole and cry myself into oblivion. And I do belong in the Freelibre software community. That's what's interesting about that. Uh, I've been a tourist guide, I've been an actor, I've been a novelist. I'm also, I define myself as a very enthusiast knitter and fiber artist. And I went into Freelib software through Freelib culture. And I think the culture of free leap of uh, freedom and of all the fairness that is around it is quite important. Uh, I've put my novels uh, under CC Zero License and that's when I joined Franasoft. I'll talk about it a uh, lot. Further, and I'm one of the co-directors of Framasoft because we, there are several directors. Uh, I will talk. Oh, I have to put a timer because I want to go. <laughs> I want to have some questions and answers with you all. Uh, I will say lots of things here. Please don't mention me, and please fact check me because in the heat of the moment, one can always say uh, some dumb things or some uninformed things. So please do fact check me. 
So as Shreft said, uh, Framasoft is a not-for-profit not for French association, association. So when I will say association, please hear not-for-profit. It is the French word we use. Um, Framasoft has been existing since 2001, but I will talk about this later because it's, there is a, a mix-up about the date. And uh, in the association, in the, in the not-for-profit, there are geeks of all kinds. Uh, some who are tech-savvy, administ system administrator, developers, and things like that. Some that are not. And I think that is one of our strengths. Uh, our goal has always been somewhere to be some kind of a missing link between the free, free libre software makers and developers and uh, more common people uh, and so to democratize so to make popular Philip software and, and its culture uh, we are known for for the the internet project for peertube for mobilization uh, mobilization and peertube are part of our contributopia campaign and i will talk about that later of course so here is sharing what we've learned i'm gonna make a history of Framasoft, quick history of Framasoft. And through each period, I will try to uh, underline some lessons we've learned, not all of them, but uh, I want to share what we've learned along the way because we've made lots of mistakes and that's really important to make mistakes so you can learn more uh, about what we've did. So Framasoft origins uh, in 2001, one, uh, this is our origin story. One French teacher, teacher, French is Francais, Fra, and one math teacher, Ma, Fra, Ma, meet and they don't have any money uh, to uh, get software for their computer rooms and computer classes. So they are looking for free software and free as in free beer. At first, they really wanted free software because they didn't have any money. So this, they are looking on the internet and they are exchanging lists of free, free as in free beer, software uh, by mail. And then they set up a website, a directory of free software. The, uh, this is where you have a, a blackboard here. Uh, so at first, Framasoft was about uh, free, um, as in free beer. But along the way, those teachers uh, understood that in those uh, free, as in free beer software, were some software with ethics, with values, uh, some software that respected the freedom about the users. And that really seduced them. And that's why they turned then uh, to free libre software, free as in free speech. Uh, so the lessons we can take from this period is that non-tech savvy people can belong in the community, in the free community. Teachers who are maybe geeks and computer enthusiasts but are not really into coding or into developing, they can, uh, they can take the Freelip software and the Freelip culture and make something with it, make a directory for example, because Freelip software is not about software, it's about humans. It's not about the freedom of the code, it's about the freedom of the people. Um, of course, free isn't free. And uh, free as in free beer isn't free as in free speech. And that's really important. Uh, of course, everyone knows this lesson in <laughs> the free community, but that's a lesson we, we always need to remember is that 
it's about values. It's not about uh, seducing everyone. It's not about things like that. It's about values. And those values uh, took the, the, those teachers and those teachers who just wanted software that were uh, free, that, that they didn't have to pay, they got into this culture, into this community, because there were values that mattered to, to them. So, and the, the, the last lesson is quite important too. Uh, find people, find your peers, find your friends, find people uh, that uh, you will feel comfortable acting with. Uh, those teachers found other people uh, that weren't especially teachers and that weren't especially developers that uh, were enthusiastic about the same thing because they were they had the same values, they connected with each other. And the human relationship in all that is really quite important and is at the heart of what we do at Framasoft. So starting 2004, Framasoft uh, be became an association. First, it was an informal collective and it became an association. And in 2004, this association is exclusively, uh, um, uh, is exclusively uh, advising and uh, defending uh, free, as in free speech software. Uh, and first there was a directory of free libre software and of tutorials and how-tos and things like that. But there was other projects coming. For example, there has been a um, publishing house. That is how I came into Framasoft. I had a novel, I put it under the CC0 public domain license. And uh, from myself, asked me, hey, do you want to publish your novel? We, we want to try publishing a novel. We've published uh, uh, manuals about uh, open and libre fees. We've published um, the translation of Richard Stallman's biography. Do you want to, and we want to try publishing novels. Do you want to go and try with this with us? And that's how I came into Framasoft. Uh, some, someone else uh, said, hey, what, what if we made USB keys with portable uh, FreeDip software so people can use directly from their USB key and they can also install a GNU Linux distribution uh, operating system. That would be great. And that's how Framakey uh, started. And we have had lots and lots of projects like that uh, from 2004, that is the directory, uh, from 2004 to 2013, let's say. Please note that uh, if you look at the directory, you have uh, um, Annonce Google, Google advertisement uh, part here. That is quite important because we used to use Google. So the lessons from this period is don't be afraid to make room for new ideas. When people came, come and, and say, hey, I want to make a USB key full of portable Freelib software because people will use more Freelib software. Or, hey, I want to make a DVD. Or, hey, I want to make, a, I want to install uh, Etherpad so people can uh, collaborate on documents uh, directly from the browser. Don't, don't be afraid to say, okay, let's do this, but who takes charge? Who takes upon their shoulders to, to say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure it works. And that's really important. Uh, otherwise, it's just some people telling you what you should do and you already have your own to-do list. Uh, during this period, we've had also internal fights. 
and that's a huge energy loss and maybe it's quite important and maybe we should have had uh, uh, the awareness to say hey we have internal face we must take care of ourselves first and then we'll be activists then we'll take care of free libre software culture and the world but that's a huge internal uh, energy loss so that is something that is important to be spotted uh, donation is not an economic model Franasoft uh, still lives only on donation uh, about 95% of our income is through donations and uh, small people donations no, we have one of two foundations giving us uh, big checks but that's really not main uh, the main income of Franasoft but it's not an economic model we've tried a Google advertisement um, in the 2010s and we've stopped it uh, but it was really scary because advertisement was um, a fixed income quite, almost a fixed income so it was really reassuring and we've had to take a leap of faith and say okay we'll trust people to help us and to to become sustainable but it's not an economic model when you uh, achieve to live through donation it's a chance uh, it's really fragile and we know we can well we are one bad year away from uh, closing uh, our doors and it's okay to to to, to know that and the biggest lesson from this period is to check out our dependence to Google. Uh, in 2013, uh, before the Edward Snowden revelations, we used to use Gmail for our mailing system, Google Groups, uh, Google Advertisement, uh, Google Analytics, lots and lots and lots of Google products. And then came the Edward Snowden revelations, and we realized that, uh, well, it was really crappy in the world that we lived in and the digital world that we lived in we realized that we had a huge dependence on google and on google's product and that we weren't alone so we had to do something about that that's how we started our degooglify the internet project uh, in 2013 we degooglified framasoft and we uh, documented how we did, uh, how we stopped using uh, Google Mail and start using uh, BlueMind, how we stopped using uh, Google Groups and start using Sampa and things like that. And then in October 2014, we said, hey, let's degooglify the internet because we are very small and we can do it anyway. Um, so that's the first lesson we've learned from this period is eat your own dog's food. First, apply to yourself what you would like the world to apply. I think that's quite important. Um, Degooglify the Internet project was a huge project over three years. Uh, first, we raised awareness about uh, Google and not just Google, but GAFAMs and all uh, surveillance capitalism uh, companies, uh, how they um, centralize our data, our uses, our attention, and how they became huge monopolies that are a huge, uh, a huge risk for our democracies, for our culture, for, of course, our digital world. So we raised awareness, then we proposed uh, 30 services on our servers, and more than 30, we ended up with 38 services on our servers, 
all based on pre-libre software uh, so that people can use it and when they say hey okay I want to stop using Doodle, using Google Docs, using Microsoft Skype, but what should I do? Where should I go? Hey, okay, well, we have a proof of concept. Here is from a talk. Uh, it's uh, Jitsi News and it's uh, a really good alternative, a better alternative, I think, to Google Skype, to Microsoft <laughs> Skype. You got me. Anyway, so uh, it was really, it's way too much. 38 services in set, set up in, uh, uh, three years, it's way, way, way too much. And we didn't learn our limits. We burned ourselves out on this one. Uh, it was really, really um, way too much. But that's one of the lessons we've learned about that. Um, when we talked about people of the problem uh, of the internet, of the Google internet and the Facebook internet that they were building, um, Almost all, all of the time, people said, hey, I have nothing to hide. It's okay. And we realized that they are not engaging in a conversation. They are defending themselves for, from what we are telling them. Because the truth is aggressive, is violent. So, and there is some kind of guilt, there is some kind of defense mechanism uh, around that, 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 that we have to to acknowledge, actually. And nowadays, when people uh, email me and say, I'm sorry, I'm using Gmail, I'm, I'm really sorry. The first thing I say is, it's okay. Let's stop the guilt. You don't have time or energy in your life for guilt. So, okay, you're using Gmail. That's, I think that's the best you can do right now. And if you can do better tomorrow, let's go that way together. But first of all, it's okay. Let's stop guilting people uh, about their uses and things like that because it doesn't work and it puts them into their defensive place. I've said the people a lot and I shouldn't because there is no the people. That is one huge lesson we've got from hosting all those services uh, to a lot, for a lot of persons. Uh, there is no the people. You can, and when you say, well, the people want that. You're really thinking, I would like that. And it's okay, you, 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 you should want and like things, and that's quite all right, but we should stop using the people as an excuse because the people is so diverse, is so different. And you, can, you can't talk to everyone at the same time. Otherwise your message will be really dumb actually. If you really want to talk to everyone, uh, you, you have to take the least uh, the most common de denominator, and it will be the least intelligent one, I think. So maybe we should not try to seduce everybody into using Freedom Software or uh, talk to everybody. Maybe it's okay to say, uh, well, I feel good talking to those persons. The other can listen, they are free, of, of course, but I will address my message to such community to such person because I feel better talking to those person. Um, one other lesson we've learned from the get-go is that we cannot host everyone because we are not Google. Uh, <laughs> in 2014, we did the math. Uh, Framasoft annual income was about three, no, 2.7 seconds 
of Google's annual income. So <laughs> it's not, we cannot, we cannot compare and it's quite okay. So we should not want to, uh, to grow uh, as Google did, but maybe use another technique uh, such as decentralization and sharing and things like that and not um, welcoming everyone to our place, but making our place, our services, a stepping stone, like a proof of concept and a stepping stone to more emancipation and to getting to other hosters that will be their final hosters or maybe to self-hosting or things like that. Uh, well, being a faulty human is okay. I think you, when you cannot host anymore, anyone, uh, you not saying your limits and things like that. I think faulty human is quite, uh, uh, is quite a, um, implied in all of this. Uh, and be aware of what we call success, which is uh, our small scale French success. French free libre activist uh, success. So it's very low, low, low key, but um, when you're doing something that meets people appreciation, that is great because you, you feel validated. It's quite, it's quite great, but it's also a lot because all of a sudden people say, hey, what you're doing has success. Can you take my dreams, put them on your shoulder because your shoulder seems more efficient. And I, I know it's not, uh, it's not uh, as aware as that. It's not uh, exactly like that, but it's something like that. And so you have to learn to say no, to state your limits and to learn to stop yourself. That's quite important too. Anyway, so then we've learned from all that and we tried to create our utopia and it's called Contributopia. Uh, the utopia of uh, contribution in French. I don't know about in English, but in French, when you say someone, oh, you're a utopist, it's almost an insult. It's very depreciating. You're a dreamer. And well, you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. If I can quote some dreamer. Uh, okay. Yes, we are dreamers. And yes, uh, we are in a utopia, but we are trying to make it real. So that should count for something, I guess. And so we got lots of lessons uh, and yes, that's it. We got lots of lessons from this period and we are still learning them and trying to deal with them. And I'm going to take some time uh, with, um, with those lessons. The point of Contributopia is really trying to uh, improve contribution in all ways, because we feel that the common denominator we have with lots of other communities uh, is the contribution with the hackers community, but with also the ecologist activists, with feminists, with queer communities, with lots of beautiful communities, teachers communities, of course, <laughs> we, we come from this one and popular education communities. The, the main thing is, okay, let's do this ourselves and let's contribute together. And one lesson we are still uh, getting is we are very, very bad at welcoming, welcoming contribution. But at Farnesoft, we are really, really bad uh, about that. We have a saying that um, 
and this is his slide, so I can go here. We have a saying that um, uh, alone you go faster, together you go further. And we are used to going faster and to going alone or just between our small group. And then opening up uh, when we are when we feel confident about that, so that's not a good way to to welcome contributions, and uh, we really need to learn more about that, or to learn how to say, "Hey, contributions are not open on this project right now because we are not ready because we don't have the energy, we don't have the spaces ready." So we have we really have to learn more about that, but that. That is a big fail that we are still processing right now. One other lesson that we've learned is try to weed out the projects. Right now, Framasoft is about, uh, let's say, 80 active projects. There are huge projects uh, like Frama Forms, which is a free libre alternative to Google Forms based on Drupal and Webform. Uh, there, there is Peertube and Mobilizer, I will talk about them later. But there are also very small projects, but we still have 80 projects ahead. That is way too much. And uh, we started closing, uh, closing services because we, we stopped uh, providing a service. And instead, in its homepage, we say there is a page, uh, you can see them at alt.framasoft.org. There is a page saying, hey, we've stopped, but you can find the same Freelib software hosted by really cool people there, 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 and there. So you'll get the same service, but by others there. But so, and it's a huge work to weed out uh, and to stop things uh, uh, with uh, care, because we care about the people who use our services. It's a huge work, but it's really, really important because it gives you uh, room to breathe and to make new things. Uh, there is a difference between growing, and we grew uh, during the DeGoogleFace Internet project. We went from two uh, employees to 10 employees, so we, we grew a lot. Uh, there is a difference between growing and hiving off. Hiving off, I don't know if it's the right term, but it's about decentralization. It's about saying, okay, we're doing something, it's quite good, but if we are the only one to do it, it's stupid, and we know we are not the only one to do it. So let's join together, let's join forces, let's share our experiences, let's do something like that, let's make a collective, actually. And that's what we, we, we've made, that's cheese what we've made, I'm sorry, with a chaton, chaton, C-H-A-T-O-N-S, uh, is the French word for kitten. And it's a collective of hosters that are alternative, transparent, open, neutral, and uh, solidarity oriented. Uh, so that's the uh, acronym, chaton. Uh, I, I, I will talk about the uh, illustration at the end, there is credit. Um, so uh, the, the Chaton Collective, we started it, we initiated it in uh, 2016, uh, and uh, we've never stopped uh, uh, animating this collective because it's really important. It's a collective of hosters, mainly French, French language hosters. Um, and 
So they host lots of Freelib software uh, for people to get services uh, alternative to uh, Google's or to Microsoft's or Facebook's and so on, so on, so on. So that's really important to say, hey, everyone has learned in France, some people have learned about Framasoft and say, hey, I should use Framasoft services. It's really important for us to say, hey, okay, you're welcome. Come, use our services. But you know, there is a whole collective and maybe someone really close to you uh, that you could talk with and someone like that, that is hosting the same services. So let's put you in touch. So that is the whole point of the Chaton uh, Collective. One of the lessons is uh, trying to get off uh, the GAFAM's the tech giant's beaten path. Um, this is uh, what we try to do with Peertube. Peertube is uh, a software that we develop. It's an alternative. Uh, it, it helps you to make an alternative platform to YouTube. So a platform for uh, uploading and broadcasting videos. But your platform, of course, is free libre, is, is uh, developed under Freelib software, but is also federated through ActivityPub um, uh, Federation uh, <laughs> protocol, I'm sorry. And uh, when you broadcast a video, it can be broadcasted peer-to-peer. -peer. So there is a server broadcast, broadcast and also a peer-to-peer -peer broadcast. So um, the whole point about that is to make hosting and um, sharing videos way, way, way cheaper. Because today, if you want to have a big video platform with lots of lots of titles, you need to have Google's money. You need to have Facebook money or Amazon's money for Twitch and things like that. And that is quite a shame because only surveillance capitalism's company can win at surveillance capitalism. So we need to do otherwise. And the other way is quite the original way of the internet is decentralization through ActivityPub, for example. So that is why we've developed Peertube and Peertube has taught us so much uh, about the, the need of moderation, about the difference between developing a software and hosting a software that is really, really different and, uh, and you don't have the same um, standards when you uh, develop and when you host a software. Uh, and it, it taught us that uh, some huge companies are such proeminent as, have such a monopoly that we struggle, we struggle to think differently from what they've done. There is a really simple example that I like to give about Peertube. You know that with YouTube or any other video platform, you can share a link to a video with the, time, the starting time code and the video will start at 123 if you want it to start at 123. Well, we did the same with Peertube and we added another option, the stopping, the stopping time code. To code this feature, it's really quite easy. It's just the same thing, but start and stop, you know? So it's really easy and cheap to code and to implement into Peertube. And 
Google could do it to YouTube, for example, but they wouldn't profit from it, from it because their model is the um, uh, economy of attention. So they need to captivate your attention. So they need the video not to stop and they need you to be taken into this cycle of videos and videos and videos. So they will get your attention, they will get your data and they will feed you their advertisement. So they really wouldn't profit from a stop time code. But it is very powerful for users because they can do playlists with start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, and the playlist become a remix tool. That's huge. Anyway, so uh, we've also learned a lot, uh, <laughs> and you wouldn't see <laughs> you wouldn't see it hearing me talking for half an hour. We started <laughs> to, to 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 learn to stop talking and start to listen. Uh, for example, Mobilizen is another software that we develop that is an alternative to Facebook events, Facebook groups, uh, and Facebook pages, let's say. It is not a social media at all. It is really an organizing and activism tool. It is built for activists, actually. And also people can use it. You can use it for your, to organize a birthday, uh, for example, but really, it is built with activists in mind. And so to build it, to conceive it, uh, we asked a designer to help us and to go and talk and listen to activists, uh, either the small queer uh, activist association uh, or the big, huge um, um, ecology association and uh, an activist community and to listen to the needs, to listen to what uh, their uses uh, want to be and what their fear are and what, they, what we should do actually. And then we conceived software like this. I know it, it is quite common sense to do like that, but it is the first time that we did that. And we know that in the Freelip software community, it is not usually the way, but it is really, really a uh, um, humbling moment and a teaching moment to do things like that and to, to try to listen to other people because people who use a software will never do as you think you they would. They will always find another way to use your software. It's quite magical, actually. So uh, all those lessons are important, but you, we really need to, to le learn them without burning out, taking care of yourself taking care of who you are and what you stayed for. For example, at Framasoft, we have a, <laughs> we, well, we, we, we like to, 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 to do silly things, quite silly things. And we did framaprout.org. Prout is a French for fart, actually, um, for the noise of a fart. And, uh, and we wrote a Prout manifesto. We <laughs> he did a Firefox e extension that replaces um, government uh, people's name uh, by their Prout name, so their farty name, because we needed to have a laugh. We needed to ridiculize all the things happening around us that were really putting us under tension. It was during the pandemic and during the first French lockdown. Uh, so we needed to, 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 to just be silly. And sometimes just taking time to do silly things is quite good. And it helps you remember that you're just a human and it's quite okay.
and also uh, another lesson that we've learned that is quite interesting is that Freelib software is not isolated. Some communities share our values and uh, are, are already Freelib software users while they would be if they knew that Freelib software exists. Some communities just ask for learning more and guidance and things like that. And they, wouldn't, they won't care if the software isn't as sleek, as perfect, as 100% uptime as, uh, I don't know, Gmail and things like that. They, they won't care because they want something more in their digital life. They understand the stakes and they share the same values as the Freelip software communities. I think about queer people. I think about feminists. Uh, please, let's remember that it is thanks to feminists in Europe that we have a strong um, uh, GPDR. I'm sorry, it's RGPD, RGPD in French, uh, a, a strong data protection um, uh, uh, and governance, um, data governance <laughs> regulation. I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. Data protection rights, if I remember correctly. Oh, I'm really, really glad. Thank you so much. So uh, it's because of feminists that we have that, because feminists, through decades and decades of fight, have fought uh, to have a strong definition, legal definition of consent into the law. Of course, they didn't do that about data protection, but they fought for decades, and we should thank them a lot, because thanks to feminists, we have a really clear and strong legal definition of content that has been used in the data protection uh, re regulation uh, law uh, in the European one. And, uh, and we have a strong law to protect us. And that is thanks to decades of feminism combat. So thanks to them, uh, feminism fight. Anyway, lots of communities share our values. And maybe we, sh well, we have chosen at Farnasoft to mainly talk to those communities, to mainly try to uh, work and reach out to those communities as best as we can. And we have, still have a lot to learn about that because uh, you, you don't just go and say, hey, I will teach you everything. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't do like that. You, you just say, hey, let's meet, let's have a drink. And then when you meet, you learn from each other and it changed yourself, of course, in the meantime. So there we are. We've learned a lot. We still have a, long, uh, a, a lot uh, to learn. Uh, in our future, there is Peertube, there is Mobilizen. We still want to grow those projects because they are really important to us. Uh, we are um, uh, reducing the services we, we are keeping under the Degooglify the Internet project. Uh, we also want to work on how the cloud and uh, Nextcloud can be appropriated by communities uh, so they can be stronger in their activism. So, well, we and of course, we still want to uh, animate the Chaton Collective. So, <laughs> that's all. All the, the illustrations, uh, unless stated otherwise, are by the magnifique artist, the wonderful artist David Revois. And those are our websites. And do you have any questions? <laughs> yes, pepper and carrot is also based in France. That's that really was, country. Yeah. That I'm sorry. Was, no, no. That was a really wonderful talk. And I, I, I would like to acknowledge also that um, 
you're really passionate and compassionate and that's um that's really um you know not as focused on in the technical world and <laughs> that's nice thank so you i appreciate that yeah um before uh, moving on to the questions first um many people are excited about um the artwork yes those, those beautiful artworks and yes yes do, do you want to talk about uh, yes first? And that was really important to us. Uh, we started uh, working with David Revois. Uh, so you go to pepperandcarrot.com, I think, uh, or davidrevois.com uh, too. Uh, Revoy with a, a Y at the end. I'm sorry. <laughs> I clicked my, uh, right. my desk. So yes, uh, David Revois, we, we started working with him because um, we really wanted to illustrate Contributopia. Um, with illustrations that are not, uh, you know, Matrix. <laughs> I, I, I love the Matrix movies, <laughs> but uh, that are not, you know, this take green uh, <laughs> things like that. We yeah. wanted, and, and without any computers, without any machinery, because it's not about the computers, it's not about the software to us, it's about the people, it's about the value, and it's about the action we do together. So we wanted that, and we also wanted a world that will talk to our peers, to people that are interested in diversity, in ecology, in making the world a better place, uh, and that will not talk to uh, some, uh, I don't know how to say it in English, but some Silicon Valley mogul, you know? <laughs> so, so we started uh, working with David and with the inspirations of uh, Secret of Mana and uh, of all those things, we, he did a wonderful work and we, we've been working with him for more than five years now. And he's really, really great. And he also did the Free Software Foundation uh, 35 anniversary poster, you know, that's him too. That's really good to know. Um, I, I, I want to dive into the, um, you know, the social networking um, um sub, sub part of the um um the development of pharmasoft and whether yes. um pharmas pharmasoft um contributes to uh, other social networks or um is looking for like alternatives or uh, incentivizing users you know like um like the centralized social media platforms um, yes. have really good incentives for users to be um, always on their um, devices and always consuming content. And mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, are you, um, is Peertube um, considering, um, you know, major changes and major, um, you know, incentive structures to really um, show users that um, incredible products can be, um, in, or incredible softwares can be um, produced um, without um, needing to, you know, um, use the users as um, the inputs or, or, yes. or, or you or just, um, in, just making profits on on behalf of the um, with users' data or their attention, and just moving on moving on from the attention economy. Yeah. Well, uh, we're trying our best with PeerTube, but 
from the get-go, uh, we, start, we, we, we started by presenting Peertube as, please do not say it's a YouTube killer. Please do not, let's not start with that. It's way too high. Uh, you, you cannot build a YouTube killer with uh, about, it's like 50,000 euros a year, 50 to 60,000 euros a year, Peertube. So it's really not a lot. Uh, and for four years, you cannot build a YouTube killer with that. So let's not say that. And maybe we have room for something other than YouTube. And that's the interesting thing that say, that because if you make um, a software for YouTubers or for Twitch streamers, they will have the, they will, uh, have the same uh, wants and the same needs as if they were on YouTube, you know? But if you make a software for people who are not really welcome on YouTube, uh, for teachers, uh, who are uh, who gets uh, content ID claims all the time uh, because even though they use fair use and things like that, but they get uh, but content ID isn't the law. It's, uh, it's a private algorithm. So uh, if you uh, if you make a, a software for uh, queer people that are uh, demonetized and uh, de-indexed uh, in YouTube, uh, if you make a software for all those uh, for ecologists, for activists and things like that, well, it will be used and then the user base will grow and then you'll get time to uh, make changes and add features and things like that. Uh, recently, we ha we've added a huge feature, which is live stream uh, feature uh, with a peer-to-peer -peer live stream. So it has a 30 second to uh, one minute lag, but it is really huge to say, okay, you don't need to go through a proprietary platform and a centralized platform uh, to to do a live, and uh, uh, and we we saw during uh, the French lockdown, the first French lockdown, that teachers, for example, needed that a lot just to to to, to do a live class, you know. So. Um, Yes. Oh, thank you, Luna. <laughs> I'm saying Luna, uh, say, oh, and lots of love, Luna. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. I've watched the chat. I should have had. <laughs> uh, okay. So yes, uh, we we really want to uh, to grow PeerTube at our own pace and to make it better and better, but at our own rhythm. And if some more people want to 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 go faster, well. You're welcome to contribute. You're welcome to fork. You're welcome to to do it with us. Let's talk. But uh, we are um, committed uh, not to overgrow. As I said, we've grown from two to ten employees in three or four years. That's a huge change in a group of people, you know. So we've committed to stop employing more people. Ten employees is our top. And we need to, to commit to that for a few years so we can settle, so we can uh, make sure we don't burn ourselves out, so we can make sure we don't become too important because we don't want to be too important. We don't want to get too much power. So, so the main thing about free software is the dis redistribution of power. You know, Into not, the hands not... of the people around you. Exactly, exactly. So, so we are growing it like a silent but deadly. Let's say, <laughs> uh, and it is really interesting because, um, like people like uh, ourselves who are um, really deep into the free software movement, um, 
we, we, we really want um, to have other alternatives like field loop, for example. And even if we, um, you know, like um, you talked about earlier, like uh, it is not about telling other people that they should be on board with us. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the softwares we have already, like PRTube, are already really, really good, and 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 we are growing at a at an incredible pace for some time. And it it, it is really interesting because um, the other other people would would see us using the software and doing things um, like better things, like the time timestamp things, timestamp thing. With PRTube, that saves a lot of time and yes. really, um, uh, you know, gives uh, more quality and substance to the sharing of information. And so, it would be great to see um, how how other other people would um, find the um, these new software technologies that they haven't heard about before. Yes. Um, but um, it also happens yeah. in different ways. Uh, for example, in France, um, there is, uh, well, the Ministry of uh, Education. Can I say ministry in English? Yes. Yeah. 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 The Ministry of we, Education. We yeah. we they have a, a lot yeah. of dependence uh, on Microsoft mainly, but they also have some good things sometimes. And, uh, and uh, they installed um, some uh, 3D software to the teachers. Uh, for every land in France, uh, so they, they and one of the free software they installed for the teacher was PeerTube for teachers to upload videos. So each land uh, has a PeerTube uh, instance uh, we, where a teacher with their uh, academic credentials can uh, log in and upload their videos and, and things like that. And they also have Etherpad, I guess, and Nextcloud and things like that. So well, there are, and so teachers are discovering PeerTube through, and, and, and students too, of course, uh, are discovering PeerTube through uh, the edu education system. And that's quite good, actually. Um, and we're, we're running low on time. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, uh, yeah, we, and it was, it was really amazing talking to you. And, um, you know, you really br brought, um, you know, human empathy and awe and compassion and you, you're very inspiring to me personally, as well as I'm sure to many other people. And thank you. and oh. thanks for the talk. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. But it's the Philip Software community that that is inspiring too, because once again we care about the people. It's not about the freedom of the software. It's just code, you know. It's about the freedom of the people, and that's what's exactly, yeah. really inspiring. And wonderful times ahead. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for you. Yeah. Bye. Bye.